Good morning, church. Good morning. God loves you, and I do too. And you just hang on. We got something we got to do, and I don't know what it is yet, but you get there when the Lord says to say what needs to be said when the time comes. Now, those of you that know me know that anyway. You never know what's gonna gonna come out. So. Good morning, and it's glad to have you here. We feel feel like we need to do a traditional greeting. It's just, uh, you know, it just don't seem right if we don't on a day like today. And the, the traditional greeting goes like this. Now, I'm going to give it to you first, and then we're going to, do it together. Okay? Here we go. Hey! How is your mama now? <laughs> now then. On three. One. Two. Three. Hey! How's your mama now? All right. Now, enough of that foolishness. We've got business to take care of, and we're going to do that. I hope you'll uh, pray for me and be with me. I'm losing my sight, y'all. It comes and goes and fades, and so I'm... this way and that way sometimes, but I'll try to keep us between the ditches as we go along here today. One verse of scripture I think I'll be able to read. This is from First John chapter two, verse eighteen. And children, it is the last time, and as ye have heard that the Antichrist shall come. Even now are there many Antichrists whereby we know that it is the last time. Brethren, there is no truer statement today than what's made in this verse right here and several others like it. We're at the end of times. The Antichrist has been running wild for, for hundreds of years, and he is many. He's many evil spirits, but there's coming the day when he is going to unite into one, one Antichrist. And he is the one that will do battle with Christ at the end of time. So I want to remind you of that this morning because if you have been watching anything in the world today, you know we are in desperate, dire need of God, of love, of forgiveness. Because Satan 
as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. And he wants that to be you and me. Now, y'all know, men old Slewfoot, we've been fighting battles 40-something years. And as long as there's breath in this old body and, and a sword to fight with, I'm going to show up for duty. Amen. And, and my message for you this morning is keep on keeping on. Keep on pressing toward the mark. Don't give up. Don't stop. Don't back up. Don't be afraid. But keep on pressing toward the mark for the prize that waits us in the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. There's so many things that speak to this. There's no way I could cover uh, half of it today, but a few important things I want to to share with you that you probably already know, but that's okay. We will uh, proceed anyway. In the book of Romans, we're told, I beseech thee therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and perfect and acceptable will of God. And this is where we're going to need to be if we're going to fight the battle that's before us. And the battle is definitely there. Now, it's important to understand some words in Scripture to help us clearly understand things. And uh, in verse 1 there of chapter 12 of Romans, I beseech thee therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, the word beseech is, is a very uh, humble word. It's, it's one that would, that would give you a picture of a person down on their knees before God pleading with Him for forgiveness, for guidance, for direction, for help to do the job that he's given us to do. Now, i try to illustrate this if I can. The word beseech or beg. Uh, ladies, you're very familiar with this. You ladies practice it more than the men do. It's like, you know, on Sunday morning, when your wife is down on her knees at the foot of the bed, calling out to God, send him out here so I can smack him with this pan. <laughs> and then that'll get us going. Now, 
Enough fun. It's good to have fun. Good to laugh. We need to do that. But we do need that begging for spiritual fulfillment and guidance and strength and power to do the things that God has laid out for us to do. And I'm here to tell you that is no small challenge. Now for a fellow that's been stumbling around trying to preach the gospel for 44 years, I hope I've got something right. Many times it's difficult to to wonder if you do or not. And uh, so you, you pray and study and pray that the Lord is going to put you where you need to be. Now, I'm, I'm getting blurry, so I, I may, you know, get off track just a little bit, but I'll try not to do that. We want to stay as close to where the God wants us to be as, as we can be. But we want to beg for that mercy and grace. God says that we have, you know, an abundant mercy. We have the gift of the Spirit. We have the power of the Almighty that cannot be withstood. Satan, our adversary, he's always standing in the doorway trying to keep you away from everlasting life. Your gift of God your promise of Jesus Christ. He has for you a crown laid up in glory that ye shall receive one day if you're faithful and true unto what God calls upon us to do. Don't ever fail to be faithful. Be faithful. Be true always. Now this old thing of the Antichrist, all we can do is get up every day, show up for work, show up for work. We've got a job, and that job is fighting Satan. And we've got to do that in the midst of all the other things that we have to do in life. We've got families, we've got friends, we've got jobs, we've got all sorts of things. But most of all, we've got God and His Son, Jesus Christ, who will live forever, and therefore, because He lives forever, I will live forever, you will live forever. Praise God, we've got something to be excited about today, and to care about, and to get thrilled about. And there are people in this world doing every ungodly thing, that can be imagined. And unfortunately, it's happening with the leaders of our nation, the world that we live in. The United States of America this day is not what it used to be. The United States is not anymore like it was. And whether or not it'll ever be, I I wonder, 
and I kind of doubt, but it's the signs of the times, the signs of the times, and we're going to have to be ready when Satan makes that jab at us. We've got to be ready to put up that shield and fight against him with all the strength and all the might and all the power that we've got. You know, fight him. Fight him with all your strength, with all your might. And realize that one day there's coming a better day than what we have down here. Those days get tiresome sometimes and you get tired trying to serve the Lord but you've got to keep on keeping on and doing the best you can and sometimes my best is not all that great my best today may not be as good as my best tomorrow but I will assure you that every day I'm before you I will give you the best that I have that day because that's what you deserve and that's what God wants you to have. So blessings from God I wish for you and upon you. We travel through a difficult land. We're told that As we go through life down here, we're circled about with a huge crowd of witnesses, a large number of people. It's like the the Olympics. If you picture the Olympic stand, the, the running track, and this huge area, and this massive number of runners and they're running toward the finish line. And they're running for a reason, for a purpose. They're running for a prize, a prize from God, a prize from glory, a place that we will spend eternity with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And we'll wake up every day Joy, joy, joy unspeakable will be up on our lips and there'll be no way that we can stop it and no way that we can hold it back. And we do the best we can. Good friend of mine, I love him dearly, have for years and I always will. We were... I can't remember if we were rabbit hunting or, or playing golf, but we were doing something. And it was getting late in the day on a Saturday. And I made the comment. I said, I got to get through here and get home and put some finishing touches on my message for tomorrow. And, and his <laughs> special way, he said, you do all right shooting from the hip. So I'm shooting from the hip today just a little bit, Randy. And uh, I appreciate that encouragement then and still do now. What a wonderful thing to have 
Christian friends and family that, that love you. Now, we are a family. We're the family of God. And we make up a small group of people in this world that has the responsibility of trying to bring about the redemption of the lost. Will we be able to do it? No. Not on our own. And not even with the help of God in the way that we think. Because we, the way we think God's going to wind things up is, is different from His. He's got, <laughs> he's got His plan. He's got His road map laid out. He's got your name on it. He's got my name on it. And we'll run with patience, that, with grace that, that's set before us that we can glorify God in all the gifts that He has given. It's a wonderful thing to be alive and to know the Lord. I thank you for being here today. Love you for being here today. And I hope and pray that something has been said that will will help you. There is a young man in our presence today that that you don't know, not likely that you do. He recently came into my life uh, through hospice. And he has proven to be a great inspiration to me to do what I'm supposed to do. Uh, he has had some to do with me being here preaching today. When he first came to visit me, he was telling me, was talking about church and, and various things, and that Sunday the pastor happened to be preaching and dealing with things about Christians being busy and doing things. You know, not, not just showing up for church, and Sunday school and, and you know and Wednesday night and go home and go back next week and do just the same thing all over again there's more to it than that more to it than that we've got lost ones out there that need to know Jesus Christ they need to know you know, the free pardon of sin that comes through faith in Him. And we need to do our part to help those that may not be able to see, those that may be looking through a glass darkly like I am this morning. I can't see completely clear, but God can. And He'll take you by the hand. He'll put you wherever you need to be and will give you the grace to do whatever, whatever He wants you to do and needs you to do. Austin Merrill is the young man that 
gave me that bit of inspiration, and I pray I didn't hurt his feelings in any way by mentioning his name without permission. But he is one fantastic young man, and I am so thankful to God that his path and my path crossed in life. And hope we have some times in the future, and I think we will, to sit and talk and to glorify God, because that's what we need to do. Beloved, if you don't know Jesus today, you can. You should. All you need to do is just confess the fact that you're a sinner and all have sinned come short of the glory of God. Even me, with all my gorgeousity, <laughs> I, I've still, you know, still failed to, to reach the mark. But God is faithful. God is forgiving. And He will pick us up, shake us off, put us back on the right track, and lead us on down the road a little further to where we need to go till that day. One day, our glory, Lord, the eastern sky is going to break wide open and the angels of God are going to come and God Himself, Jesus Christ Himself, is going to come with, with fire and brimstone and ever-loving peace and everlasting joy and all of the things that, that we look forward to receiving when we leave this world. I'd love to keep on preaching, but I ain't got to hurt the wind to do it. So I'll just say this. If you need to know the Lord today, you need to do that and not put it off. We'll give an invitation and if you have a need, we want you to come if you need to be saved, if you need to renew your faith, if you just need strength in your faith. We're going to pray and let God and His Spirit do what He does best. So with that, Brother Ben, I'm going to let you take care of an invitation. Our dear brother has given us a word, not his, but the Lord's. Everything he said was scripture. In fact, most of it was, if you know your Bible, don't you? You know that most of what he said was scripture, and he's given us a challenge that the scriptures give us. To run the race that is set before us for the mark and the prize and the glory that's not ours, but his. Amen. And he's reminded us today that if you don't know him personally, if you don't know him, our Lord and Savior personally, this is an opportunity. Because, brother, I know you'd agree with me. Until you're saved, you're not running the race. Amen. You're not in it at all. And he wants, the Lord wants you to run the race. And when the devil comes, when that adversity comes, just to stand firm on the scripture, on his love, not on your own strength, because you can't do it on your own, can you? Mm -hmm. 
No way. It's absolutely all about our Lord and Savior and nothing about us. Amen. We just stand and run the race when we can. Amen. As this dear brother has done for so many years. And so as we give a time of invitation, consider that. Consider what the Lord is asking you to do. Are you running the race? Have you entered the race? Because if you've been saved, it's your sacred duty and honor to run the race. And we have seen set before us through the scripture for thousands of years, an example of the saints who've done it. I dare say we have a tremendous privilege to celebrate the hard fought race of a saint here before us today, who is an example of how we are to run and when we can't run to just stand for him. Amen.